Hi, kids. It's your friend Katie. I'm just here to warn you. Swear words might happen in this podcast. And swear words aren't cool. Swearing's bad. You know, people only swear when they can't think of better words to say. And we want you all to use your big vocabularies to come up with better ways to describe. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, Ryan. I think you're right. I think children these days are too reliant on swears like fuck or ass or shit. And they really need to realize that if you really want to hurt someone's feelings, like mm-hmm. have it last, like emotional trauma, you don't need to swear <laughs> at all. Right. Like, watch this. So, Ryan, you fucking suck, okay? Not that devastating, right? No. Ready for this, though. Ryan, yeah. you're not as good as you think you are. I know that that isn't going to hurt <laughs> right now, but I'm going to go to bed tonight, and right before <laughs> I go to bed, that's going to pop my head. And it's uh, like that's just that's the power of not swearing, kids. Hello, welcome to BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. I'm Katie Natopoulos. Hello, I'm Ryan, and this week we've got a pretty interesting topic for you. It's something that I think everyone can really sympathize with. This week we're going to be talking about making a complete ass of yourself on some form of digital communication within your uh, job or, uh, or office. There's a huge story right now going on about the Gawker court case between Gawker and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, the wrestler, is suing Gawker Media over uh, the publishing of a sex tape that Gawker did, I think back in, like, what, like 2012? Yeah, a while ago. And so, as you'd imagine, a court case involving Hulk Hogan um, is pretty ridiculous because like he's just saying crazy stuff on the stand but it also it resulted in all of the chats from gawker's campfire which is the software they were using for work chats at the time in 2012 discoverable in court um and the results are amazing if you get sued in the course of your business it's not at all uncommon uh, whether you're a journalism outfit or whatever you are um that your entire emails or whatever would be able to be, you know, gone through by the people trying to sue you, trying to find evidence of, you know, whatever it was you did, you know, which is horrifying. And not just emails, but IMs. And, you know, if you use an interoffice chat program like HipChat or Campfire or Slack, those would also be subject to lawyers digging through them. Um, and seeing all of the horrible and terrible things you say constantly because you are a monster, we know you are. It's like having your inside jokes being read aloud in court is its own unique form of torture. And actually, a former Gawker writer, Max Reed, wrote about the weird sensation of seeing what, you you know, chats that you don't even remember having uh, read in a court of law, you know, four years down the road. Uh, I believe Max Reed's particular conversation involves like a really shitty pun about uh, like Hulk Hogan's like wrestling move. Yeah. In the course of the chat, uh, people were describing the nature of this Hulk Hogan sex tape. And someone said, oh, it's actually rather sweet and tender. And Max joked, oh, you mean like a tender leg drop? And, you know, a leg drop is a wrestling move. And then this is read aloud and it's sort of being forced to explain what does a tender leg drop mean? And of course it means nothing. It's a stupid inside joke um, that he doesn't even remember making because it was one offhand comment to his coworkers four years ago. So it got us thinking about, you know, 
it's a time where maybe it's good to uh, reflect on our possibly very unprofessional uses of internal work communication. <laughs> and I think it's good for everyone maybe to take a, a stop and think about what they're sending their coworkers. Yeah, you know, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you, like us, are probably a horrible person inside. Look, and we don't judge. We don't judge. And we love you. And we thank you for listening. No judgment. But we know you're disgusting and evil just like us. Right. And so you have probably done terrible things at work that you wouldn't want your boss to know. Or, you know, God forbid, if a situation happened where the place you work was being sued and lawyers had to dig through all your emails or your work chats, if all that information could get exposed... Uh, it would really paint the full picture of what a monster you truly are. Yeah. I know personally, I say horrible things all the time in our work chat, um, especially to Ryan. Yes. In fact, true. Ryan and I are part of a secret chat room in our work chat program that is called Really Gross, <laughs> Really Cool Gross Stuff. And this is, there's about five people in it. Uh, Kate Holderness, who has been a guest several times on the Internet Explorer podcast. And it's mostly for sharing links to pornography. Um, <laughs> I mean, specifically gross yeah. pornography. But like, God forbid that anyone, <laughs> any lawyers ever had to see this. Right. And, and, you know, because it's a lot of like-minded individuals in this room, very rarely do the members of it break. Like, you, you never really have someone go like, ew, gross. It's all of us sort of agreeing that it's cool and awesome. So, like, I would post, like, a photo of a man having sex with a corn on the cob. And then everyone would be like, oh, wow, that's a really good photo of a man having sex with a corn on the cob. Great, great composition, Ryan. You know, like, that's a really, thank you for sharing. It's sort of that vibe. Yeah, and that that is actually a picture that Ryan shared into this group yesterday. It was a man yeah, yeah. cornholing a corn of cob. And, like, everyone was like, wow, awesome. Yes, very good. Love it. And, you know. Yeah, great, great. It works great when it's a funny inside private joke amongst like-minded enthusiasts of people having sex with inanimate objects. But, you know, you wouldn't really want other people knowing about this. I will tell you a personal story about a time I sent porn to the entire BuzzFeed office by accident, which <laughs> happened two years ago. What happened? I remember exactly what it was. It was it was Halloween, and every Halloween, BuzzFeed does a, ha a Halloween costume competition. And you know, certain people uh, will email the office like a, with a photo of their costume, being like, "You should vote for me." And I mm -hmm. happened to have a really dumb costume that year because I had to do it uh, back in the day. BuzzFeed used to send me on TV, and so the Today Show thought it'd be really funny if I dressed up like the fox from What Does the Fox Say? <laughs> okay. So people were emailing their photos around, and I thought it'd be really funny. To like kind of like make fun of that a little bit because my costume is so bad. So like I emailed the entire New York office and I basically was like, you, uh, I'll read it. I said, hello, I'm doing a popular meme for Halloween. I'm the singing fox man from YouTube.com. Please, if you like memes and watch the internet meme on your computer and you liked it, you should vote for me. I am the popular meme. You know, I was like, kind of like being a dick. But I put a space between you and tube.com uh -huh. and didn't realize that tube.com is a porn site. Nice. And I emailed it out. And this was before like the undo button on, on, on Gmail. And then someone was like, oh, my God, Ryan, like that link goes to a porn site. And I then like stupidly 
immediately replied to that email going like, do not click that link in all caps, which like, of course, made everybody click that link. So like all of a sudden I just heard the entire office go like, Ugh, you know, as they all open pornography. <laughs> like, OK, first of all, it wasn't even gross porn. It wasn't even like ass full of eels or anything. You know, it wasn't fucked up. I mean, I I sympathize with everyone who ever has to read an email from you. But um, I mean, the only thing that could make your work presence a little bit more tolerable would be uh, watching pornography at the same time. Yeah, I think if more coworkers just casually appreciated some pornographic films together, things would be a lot less stressful. I feel like people would kind of get to know each other in a different way. <laughs> we wouldn't need to read Slack chats in a court of law if people were able to just casually peruse pornographic material together at work. Well, you know, so I have people sometimes just send me pictures of their micro penises. And this is mainly because several years ago I wrote an article about micro penises that is sort of still on the sort of top three Google results for micro penis. Um, and so some guy sent me some pictures of his micro penis and he was just like, here's my micro penis. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, day in the life. Yeah. So some guy sent me an extremely small penis. I mean, this thing was outrageous looking. Um, not to say that anyone's body is outrageous, but um, it was unusual. And so I offered up on Twitter. I said, anyone who, I, someone just sent me an outrageous micro penis in my email. Anyone who wants, DM me, because I have open DMs, and I'll, I'll send you the picture. Because I was like, I'm not going to send this picture out publicly on Twitter that, you know, people are at work. They don't want to see a picture of a penis in their right. feed. You know, but some people, hey, yeah. this is a pretty interesting picture. And if you want to see it, I'll show it to you because it's fascinating. Asking to see a micro penis is a lot different than just having to look at a micro penis, you know? Like, right, it's exactly. So I thought what I was doing was taking the DMs in my little DM column and dropping the picture into the DM as a reply. But it turned out what I was doing was actually dropping it into a brand new tweet getting sent out to all my followers. So not only did I tweet the picture of the micropenis, but I tweeted it four times in a row. Were each of those meant to be a different DM to someone? Were you sending the micropenis to four different people? Four different people DM'd me, and I meant to reply to four different people, but I just kept sending it out as a brand new tweet four times in a row. So it wasn't until I think someone in real life was like at the office was like, Katie, what are you doing? That I that I realized <laughs> that I had just publicly tweeted a picture of a very explicit micro penis four times in a row, which I promptly deleted and apologized for. But like I was like, man. I'm not going to get in trouble, per se, for this. Um, my bosses are nice enough to to understand it was a mistake, and, you know, it's fine. But, you know, like, let's say I was running the Denny's account, like, and I told you to do micropenis right. four times in a row. That could be a bigger problem. There was, like, a very famous incident where uh, an airline company, like, tried to respond to someone's tweet about, you know, delays or baggage or some shit like that, and instead tweeted a photo of a woman putting a toy airplane into her vagina. It was uh, it was an incredible moment in Twitter history. I think about it fondly. I think it really changed the way we think about Twitter. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, the only thing that is weird about that is that I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh, I know that picture. Like, I've seen that before. In fact, I had a copy of it saved on my desktop already. 
because I liked it so much. I thought it was a funny, gross picture. It, it also started a great hashtag, which was hashtag vagina plane. Mm. Yeah, it was a classic photo. It was, uh, it was, it turns out it was from a German porn site. And by the way, it was a U.S. Airways tweet that, that we're talking about, it, if you don't nice, remember. Nice. Um, best, best part of that, best ending of the story, no one got fired. Yeah. Everyone just enjoyed this really fucked up image and then everyone went on with the rest of their day. And that's what should always happen. Exactly. If you want to hear more about the vagina plane, our pals over at the Reply All podcast actually did an, uh, an episode devoted to it. So uh, definitely check that out. Oh, and I want to also make a little note that, uh, okay, so a little phenomenon's been happening in the Internet Explorer email. Internet Explorer at BuzzFeed.com. Shoot us an email. Say hello. We love hearing from you. But I do I do feel like we got to bring this up because it's been going on for a long time and we really haven't addressed it on the show. Yeah, this is true. A couple months ago, like six, eight months ago, Katie, in her infinite wisdom, made a promise to our listeners that she couldn't fucking keep. And now... We have to basically apologize to people when they ask for it. So a couple months ago, Katie, what did you do? Well, it's time. It's time to address this. As a now I realize I just told this whole story about how I'm not into micro penises, but as a fan of micro penises, I had been a long time fan of this guy on uh, on Vine who went by the name Micro Penis Kevin. (laughs) <laughs> I think it was like Kevin from Hamburg and his whole thing was he had a micro penis and he posted these really explicit videos of himself like playing with his micro penis. And it was I mean it was just like it was so small that it was it was just really like joyous to behold, you know? Um it was just fantastic. And it was just like he was a happy, positive guy who just loved showing it off and you're like, hey, Look at this guy having fun with his life. You know, I'm not mad. <laughs> Unfortunately, Micropenis Kevin, um, eventually he his account was either deleted from Vine or he deleted it himself. But unfortunately, he no longer lives right. on. I thought that I had a screenshot of one of the Vines saved on my computer, but try as I might, I have not been able to find it. I promised people on the podcast that if you emailed me, I would send you a picture of micro penis Kevin, um, and unfortunately, I don't have that image available anymore. Like I, and I, I've asked a bunch of friends who I knew were also fans of micro penis Kevin. I'm like, do you, does anyone have a screenshot? No one seems to have one anywhere. So I'm so sorry, but if you if you have heard our episode from several months ago about the guy with a micro penis, I am not able to furnish you that image. However. As a replacement, I would be happy to send you the copy of the micropenis that I tweeted out erroneously several times in a row. So if you do want to see a micropenis, <laughs> I can show you that one. But I can't okay. show you micropenis, Kevin. Just in case you ever do embarrass yourself or you work, and I hope you do, at some point in your life to earn money at one point. <laughs> yeah, in case you have a job at some point. Yeah. yeah. We, we had our lawyer try to give a, a little bit of tips for everyone of how to not act like an idiot with the computer at work. Hi, I'm Nabiha. I'm one of BuzzFeed's lawyers. Whenever I look at Slack, all I want everyone to do is to burn their fucking keyboards. 
it seems casual. It seems like it's a conversation you have in person or a telephone call, but it's the opposite. It's a written medium and it's online. You should remember that if it's online and it's written, it can be stored, it can be preserved, and it can be used against you in a court of law. It's not a joke. Anyone will be able to see this at another time. So imagine your mom, your principal, your boss, your ex, everyone can see it. So think twice. If you want to talk shit and you think that you could stand by it later, go ahead. But if you think it might embarrass you, take pause. People don't realize that if you get sued, all of your emails, all of your slacks, all of your chats, all of your IMs, all of your DMs, all of your Instagram, anything all comes into play in that lawsuit. And there will be some young lawyer somewhere reading all of it. And then they will probably be calling over their colleagues to be like, look at this shit they're saying in their emails, texts, DMs, instant messages, pretty much anything. Now, a really important thing, don't delete it. You may think you're really smart and something's about to go down, so you're gonna delete all your emails and your texts and your DMs and your messages. They're not really deleted just because you're pressing delete. They still exist on a server somewhere. People ask how much will be admitted into discovery? How much will someone be able to see in court? And the answer that I tell them, and then their faces turn white, are everything. It's everything. Do you have one big warning to our listeners? Like, don't, never tweet, just never type. Yeah, if you're going to be shady, use a carrier pigeon. The end. So in the spirit of the horror of having your private work chat conversations read aloud in court, uh, we're talking uh, about horrible mistakes and accidents and embarrassing things you've accidentally done over email, chat, Twitter, whatever, what have you at work. And so we asked people in the Internet Explorer audience to tell us stories about things that happened to them, their worst, like, work communication fuck-up they ever had. It happens to all of us. You know, this is a human experience. We weren't meant to have the Internet. I don't know if you were aware of this, but, like, when aliens crash-landed here in the 50s and we pillaged their starships to build the Internet as we know it, like, that was a mistake. Uh, you can read more of that in my ebook on Amazon. <laughs> um, it go- goes into that, the flat earth not theory and how lizards run the world. But, like, so we're, de- we're, dealing, with, we're dealing with complicated <laughs> shit. And it's, yeah. it's scary, you know? Like, the Internet, it, it's just fucking everyone's lives up. So we put out a call on Twitter and we put out a call on a BuzzFeed uh, community post, and we've got some really good responses. So Mary, uh, she is a BuzzFeed reader, and she told us uh, about her worst mass email fiasco, and I love this one. So Mary writes, I sent my whole school district the entire B-movie script once. It resulted in hundreds of mass emails full of memes, porn, and roast sessions. And sending people the full B-movie script is like a really popular meme. Like, probably once a week, I have the entire script from B-Movie saved in my <laughs> computer's clipboard. Well, the accidental copy and paste mistake is a very common and deadly mistake. I have accidentally copied and pasted people's stuff so many times. We got a message from Kara, who has a, a kind of a similar thing, but it's a little different. So, uh, Kara writes... 
I had just started a job when my client came to visit and discuss renewing their contract. During the meeting, my manager was giving a presentation on the sales manager's computer. When she turned on the computer to give the presentation, porn came up instead. A threesome with three ladies. My boss quickly turned off the computer and coincidentally, there was a knock at the conference room door. The HR manager wanted to talk to me and I walked out of the room and told the story to the manager. I kept repeating, Jody, there's porn in my meeting. Surprise, our contract wasn't renewed. And I think this goes back to my thing where if people just took some time out of their day to watch porn with their coworkers, we'd all be desensitized to it. Because, like, look, people people do weird shit. I just feel like we got to address the elephant in the room. We all got to watch porn together. That's it. Absolutely right on, Ryan. I think the whole world is right there with you. But I think that one of the <laughs> terrible things that can happen is uh, having your computer plugged into like a big screen if you're giving a presentation. Oh, yeah. Or when the presentation ends and it goes back to your regular screen, what if you see something? That definitely did happen to me once where I had my computer hooked up to show a presentation and the presentation ended and what was left up was like, a, a chat window uh, amongst uh, some friends. Um, but I was sitting there and I was sort of like moved, I had moved further away from my computer so I couldn't like stop it. I was just like, oh God, oh, oh. God, please don't <laughs> say anything terrible. Please don't say anything terrible. I think what, what's the most heartbreaking thing is that most times if something embarrassing happens uh, when you're on the big screen, no one's going to say anything to you. You just can't have to oh, sit yeah, there. Oh yeah, totally. You're just, just, exactly. You're just going yeah. to, you're just going to, it's like, walking across the ice in the winter on a pond and you fall through and instead of anyone helping you they just sit and they watch you drown that's what happened that's what it feels like when a bunch of weird shit pops up in your screen during a group presentation it's a bunch of people watching someone drown to death it's like <laughs> you know if you think you got away with it because no no one said anything to you like surprise you didn't no. it's just because they're too polite to say anything to you but they definitely saw it well, you know what we haven't talked about? We haven't talked about autocorrect mistakes, which is like a oh, whole other subgenre yeah. of yeah. like fucking up. So Tanya uh, uh, messaged us and she said uh, her biggest uh, disaster was she ended an email to a group of like vice presidents at her company with retards, Tanya, instead of regards. Uh, <laughs> we have another uh, autocorrect mistake coming in from Shannon. Says, my boss texted me to tell me she wouldn't be into work because her father was in the hospital due to a heart attack, but that it looked like he would be fine and get home the next day. I meant to say, no problem, I hope he does, meaning get home the next day. Instead, she wrote, no problem, I hope he dies. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, a, that's, that's really strong. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really funny. Because <laughs> like, when the autocorrect changes a word to be a different word that fits, like that's the worst. So this last one, so this is from Zach, and Zach writes, As a prank, my friend switched my girlfriend's contact with my bosses, so I texted nudes to my boss and emailed a sex tape to the entire office. I work at a small <laughs> tech company, but I explained it and bought some donuts, so it was all restored. Oh, my God. Which is incredible. That is, I mean. Like, that is. I would quit. I would die. I would, I would the, leave planet Earth. I mean, also, that's the worst friend in the world. I know. Like, that prank is so much better. I wouldn't even do that to you, Ryan, and I hate you. (laughs) I don't think embarrassing yourself should be a competition, but if it was a competition, Zach, you would win because, like, your life sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the worst thing I could possibly imagine happening to anyone. I'm glad it happened to you and not me. So you win, buddy. 
So we got a couple people who sent in uh, recorded voice memo versions of uh, their worst stories ever. In addition, we also uh, went around and got some stories from people in the office. So please put on your biggest cringe hat and enjoy. So I was at work and I had two G-chat windows open. One is my coworker and friend having the got to, and the other one was a friend of mine <laughs> trying to figure out how to respond to a text that she got from a gentleman. I accidentally sent a coworker a chat that was intended for my then girlfriend. It definitely had the F word in it. Like there was a definite reference to sex in it. So it was like, hey, baby, looking great today. <laughs> I would never use that language, but it was like, oh, oh, that top you were wearing this morning looked amazing. I am the executive director of a synagogue. We have this totally great, fun Jewish holiday called Purim, P-U-R-I-M. We called and left messages for everyone in our synagogue to please purchase a Purim basket to celebrate this holiday. And one of my members' phone transcription services, of course, transcribed that as at happyporn.com. My first day in my internship here, I sent reply all to the entirety of BuzzFeed Global. I was pitching a story about puppies that drowned in a lake. I sent it to like all a thousand or something employees across the world. Unfortunately, as I forwarded it, the happyporn.com became an active link, and one of my board members clicked on the link. It turns out there must be a happyporn.com. I almost lost my job over that one. I sent her 10 frantic text messages after finding out something super personal in my life. I was chatting with my boss and I meant to send him a link to something I was working on and I accidentally copy and pasted a link that was a job I was applying for. I was like, life is too short, I want to build a life with you and, you know, think like life is just crazy, I can't, you know, I was just really freaking out and I looked. And it wasn't my girlfriend, it was a coworker. And I was like, whoops. In this case, a guy whose name was Matt, let's say, was being uh, gonna be let go. Um, and his supervisor's name was also Matt. And the HR manager accidentally emailed the Matt who was being fired to say, hey, just wanted to make sure Matt being fired was all squared away. And I, I died. I just turned into like a puddle and I wanted to turn into a puddle and just seep into my chair so that nobody could ever see me again. She took it. She took it well, at least. I immediately apologized. <laughs> and I think you could audibly hear my head hitting the desk in the office. Um, had it been like my boss or something, I just would have packed all of my stuff and just went home to Kentucky forever. Bye, New York. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, life. It's over. I want to thank all the, the brave souls that poured their hearts out uh, for our, our show this week. You know, you're not alone. Uh, like I said, when the FBI stole alien technology to create the Internet in 1965, um, they didn't know what they were unleashing on the workforces of America. And we're all in this together, guys. Exactly. Until we overthrow our reptilian overlords and take back this flat earth that we live on, like, we're stuck in this. So I want to thank you all for giving a, you know, 
giving us some great stories. Yeah, and you know, buy Ryan's ebook on this exact topic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My pen name though is is Fly Fieri. <laughs> Enjoy everyone, and uh, tune in next week. Assuming that Ryan and I haven't been fired for some sort of fuck up by then. If if our if our producer Julia Furlong was a way that you can embarrass yourself via like a work chat. I would say Julia would be the person who leaves their camera on after like a Google Hangouts meeting on a work from home day and you see her just like let out a massive fart. (laughs) I think that if Meg Kramer was a work computer accident, she would be when you reply all to the entire company, oh my God, the boss is such an idiot, I can't wait to quit. I think if Eleanor Kagan was uh, a work chat disaster, she would be like a porn link that she accidentally tweets from her company's Twitter account. And I'm going to say it, it's going to be tasteful. Like, it's a tasteful porn link. It's not like anything weird. It's just like, yeah. I think the more earnest the porn link you tweet out, like, the more embarrassing it is because you want something extreme because then people forget that you did it. Um, and if Jenna Weiss Berman was a accidental workplace disaster, she would be when you text your boss instead of your significant other accidentally and uh, tell them something, you know, like, hey, cutie, can't wait to see you later. And if Paul Ruess was a workplace disaster, he would be when you accidentally uh, send a draft of an email you're planning to send from the HR department uh, telling someone they're fired, but you accidentally send it to them and they didn't know they were fired yet. That also happened to us. That was someone submitted that essay uh, as a thing they had actually done in real life. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, my God. That's like the that's the worst. Um, yeah. And thanks to Tan Lines uh, for our music. Um, thanks to all of you for listening. If you want yeah. a picture of the micropenis. Sorry, it won't be micropenis, Kevin. It'll just be this new micropenis. It'll be a generic micropenis. Email us at Internet Explorer. And uh, tune in next week. Bye. 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 You are as good as you think you are.